Good evening. This is Pretty Gamecast. I'm Matt Fister. And I'm Mark. Uh, tonight on the show, we'll be talking about HeroCore, a game by Daniel Remar that was released in uh, May of this year, 2010. So, Mark, how much of HeroCore did you play? I did not play very much. Sorry, Daniel Remar. Um, uh, I, I, I uh, played like half an hour, which... Got me pretty Did you far, like it? Yes. It was fun um, for what it was. I I was told, and we were told in the last episode, I don't know if the listeners uh, listens to the podcast first or plays the games first, but uh, I was told it was going to be like a Metro... What did you describe it as? Metrovania? Met, met, Metroidvania. Metroid. Metro. <laughs> Metrovania. <laughs> um, um, I, I was told it was going to be like a Metroidvania, and uh, I just thought it was kind of like a cool dungeon space shooter. I think that works too. So, so I beat it on normal, um, and I played halfway through it on hard, and... I don't know if this counts as a spoiler. When you beat it on normal, you unlock a randomly generated mode, and I played that a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm almost surprised so, that the original wasn't randomly generated. But Well, so it's actually a sequel to a game just called Hero. I, I haven't played that. Uh, I don't think that's randomly generated either, though. So um, let's describe this a little bit, and we'll work up to the Metroidvania Stark image uh, categorization. Designed. Very, very brave images, you could say. Um, yeah, it's all black and white. It looks like a Game Boy, huh? <laughs> yeah, like the original, except not green. I like it. I, th- I think it works for it. Yeah. A lot of... Um, so th- there are two things that are interesting, that I think are really interesting about Hero Core. So Hero Core is an exploration-based game where the world is split into rooms and the rooms are full of deadly monsters that shoot at you. And it's not so bad on normal, but on hard, it gets really crazy and frantic. Um, it's, it almost resembles most closely like a bullet hell kind of game. Really? It, gets, it, up where, it, it was not bullet hell where, at all in the, in the normal mode. Not at the beginning. It gets, it gets a little nastier later on, oh, okay. but it, it never gets crazy. I, I had no problem with that on normal, but like on hard, it can't farther i don't mm. think i think i'm at the limit of my skill I'm about halfway through on hard it starts about as hard as it finishes on normal and just keeps going huh. so um but it has some sh- some shoot 'em up kind of concepts with tons of bullets tons of things to track i think the art style is pretty effective for this because it's really high contrast since it's all black and white so you can really um it's pretty easy to track all the bullets and you're not getting lost in visual clutter. Well, that's noise. a good point. Now, when I was playing, I was sort of thinking, uh, is this for the style or is this because uh, it's annoying to make art when you're a programmer? I don't know, but I think it, I think that's a good good argument for doing your games as black and white just to get them done faster. So you think if you're... like, If he had done the art style but with adding so- color... Probably so would not be look as good. I think it would right? take longer. Hmm. He's a pretty good artist. Um, his a more a more popular game game by Daniel Remar is E.G. I.J.I. Um, and that's more graphically folk. Uh, uh, 
more of a cartoon style and more graphical in general. More of a Super Nintendo kind of Genesis oh, yeah. level graphics. This looks pretty. It's pretty and it's fun. And I definitely recommend that to everyone. I recommend HeroCore too. I enjoyed HeroCore a lot. Um, it has a good retro aesthetic. It has good music. Um, and I think it I think it still is a Metroidvania. Uh, it, exploration is a focus of it. Mm. I think the combat's also a focus. But as you play the game more, you do have incentive to visit all the areas of the space station you're exploring. Um, one mechanical thing I think is really interesting is that it's a side-scroller purportedly, right? It's um, presented by a side view, and you have a jetpack. So it's a side-scroller, but you can fly. And also your flying's unlimited, and also it's non-inertial. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. So it's m- more of a top-down thing at that point. It's kind of unclear, right? <laughs> yeah, I see. What, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's no, but but the one thing that's a nice kind of configuration or play on that is that you can only shoot left or right, which right, I think yeah. is what makes it more of a shoot 'em up kind of game, where you know, like Gradius or something, or or goal. Or you know any of those uh, classic arcade games, R type, R type, and all those. Um, so I think that's interesting. I like it a lot. And I think it works really well for it. Um, it definitely makes the gameplay simpler. More, I guess. It makes the gameplay simpler and more like more about. I don't know. It's 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 cool. It does a lot of cool things for it. It's hard. It's a little hard to describe. And there, you can think of some what ifs, um, which I want to get into later. Now, I didn't. I didn't. As I said, I didn't get very far. Are there more items? Because when I first played, it's just sort of like your gun and your jetpack and this heat element. So there's the heat element. Is whenever you get hit or you fly in lava, you heat up. And if you overheat, you can't shoot. Um, later on, there's a there's an item that lets you shoot, even if you get overheated. Oh, okay. Oh, fun uh, fun fact about the heat element. The first time I encountered it, uh, the program slowed to a crawl, and I thought, oh, that's interesting, but that's going to get annoying real fast. Oh, no, that that's not a feature. That was a bug. <laughs> yeah, there's some kind of blur effect. Maybe turning that off would work. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm really crawling through this. It's it's in a it kind of turns the simplicity of it. No, that was a yeah. <laughs> uh, I did not have that problem on my <laughs> system, but uh, uh, so it's really a retro game. Um, the boss fights are pretty good and intense and enjoyable. I really like the boss fights a lot. Yeah, I need to I try one of those. <laughs> oh, you didn't even get to a boss? No, I didn't. Dude. Well, the boss fights are cool. There's some. I don't where, think maybe I did. I I don't think so. They have pretty good variety. They start out. Most of them are pretty simple early on, but um, they get really complicated, and, and that's really when the bullet hell kind of breaks loose. Oh no! I must have got like the bullet. The the boss battles, like even a mini boss. That's where you. Yeah, even the mini bosses are pretty pretty intense. I did get to a mini boss. Lots of bullets on the screen. Um. The. 
music's retro, the art's retro, and I would argue the story's pretty retro, too. You're a flip hero, uh, just random space dude, and you're after Cruiser Tetron, who's <laughs> random evil space dude who, I guess, built you. Maybe this would be more clear if I played the first one or paid more attention, but it's a really minimalistic story. They, they Which, do go over it a couple uh, lines at the opening of the game. Right. Space I, station destroyed. Oh, it's rebuilt. Go fight again. Yeah, it's all, like all you need. And there's a fun option to change the language to retro language instead of English, and then it's ungrammatical and interesting <laughs> and funny, at least that way. Um, so. I have some things I would I want to think about what would happen if they were different. And we can argue about whether they'd make it better or worse. Sure. Um, so one thing I think would definitely make it better, maybe, or maybe not, is a little more level differentiation. You may not have gotten into this if you didn't get um, farther in the game. But the levels don't really vary that much. The, basically, it's it's open-ended, so you can fly more or less wherever you want with some barriers and restrictions based on items and stuff. But the levels don't change that much from each other. You mostly get your box. They're... Box with the doors. Right. And, well, I mean, I don't mean the rooms, but the different zones. Oh. Um... It, but the, there are some variations. I mean, the the enemies are harder in the harder zones, which is fine. But it's not like you stop encountering weaker enemies. And I think about something like Metroid, or Super Metroid particularly, where there were zones filled with water, and zones with lava, and zones without lava, and, and zones with lots of enemies, and weird technological spaceship zones. Mm. In this, there's no real differentiation graphically. Uh, there's different songs that play in different zones, but they're also repeated. So I think that's a weakness. Mm. Um, I wonder if one simple way to do this, and I'm, I'm not sure, I don't want to fight too hard against the aesthetic that um, was being strived for here, but I th- wonder if maybe just, just pa- color swapping or um, mm. the different zones to just give them a little more distinction. So you want to trade... Black for white? No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> change white for red or, right. you know, blue, whatever colors. Um, since the zones are pretty big and you stay in them for a, a decent time, I don't know. I think it would... I mean, help. you don't even need to do color swapping for that kind of stuff, because they, like, maybe just sort of more... I I don't know if that... If it's been a while, but, I mean, the original Game Boy games, which we... I don't know if it was on the air we discussed this. It was very similar to an original Game Boy game. Uh, right, they didn't do color swapping, but they could still do a uh, like a tiles, tile right? Yeah, like tiles. a texture swapping sort of thing, I guess. Yeah, and I th- I think that would help. There, there is some. I don't want to say that this is a total downfall. You'll see um, more elaborate structures and some different kind of things in different areas, but it all kind of feel samey to me. Um, so that's one thing I'm not sure about. I think the story's a little too lightweight for this. Um, I don't know. Where do you think they can insert story? As someone who didn't play that far. 
so they do a little bit with finding these computers, right? And so you'll find computer systems. I guess this is spoiler territory if people really care, but I, I wouldn't bother if I were you. Um, <laughs> the you get basically you get the a bad ending if you kill the last boss um, without finding all ten of these computers. And you're, it's made really clear that these exist early on, and you should probably find them all. Um, uh, and I think contrast that to. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, where you might beat the game and not know that you got the bad ending. I mean, it's a little weird ending, and it's mm. weak, but it's not clear what you have to do, necessarily. I, I think I went three years of my life without finding a good ending to Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which then blew my mind when I <laughs> found it. Um, so, that's one for you to play, Mark, if you haven't. I haven't. Um, so, the... I didn't get the bad ending in this, so I don't even know what it is. But I think getting the good ending, you find out... I, I'm not even... I'm, I don't know. It, maybe it just wasn't for me. The good ending in this, you finally destroy Cruiser Tetron once and for all. And he kind of feels remorseful a little bit. Or <laughs> sad, it seems. Or you basically convince him. He's he's. So I, I think the bad ending would be he would rebuild himself again. Um which is kind of weak. I don't know. Uh, that's that's a minor quibble. I, I, I can see that you may want to take this game and, and make it all about the, the gameplay, which I think is its strongest point, and I think it really succeeds gameplay-wise, um, which will be... Well, let's hold off on that. Um, I, th- I think um, uh, sort of a different thing that could be when I when I look at a game like this and things uh, things that it can do, are uh, could it could it be multiplayer? Would that be better or worse? I think like cooperative multiplayer. Yeah, like I'm a big fan of those. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, because now you might run into some color some different. <laughs> that might be but... important. <laughs> maybe I think it'd still be cool. Or and maybe I... not even. That could be just kind of weird and confusing enough in a if you. Want to do if you want if he wants to be lazy and say it's on purpose, but probably well, not. I think it could be really good because I I think um, th- the way the system works now is if you die you just go back to your the last save point. Right. But I think if you had two people you could just keep that and just have if you die you come back in the next room, and if you both die you go back to the save point. Right. And and I don't know. I what think that would work really well versus like the old like Contra where like one of your guys dies, he can steal lives from you, and <laughs> it's just a downward spiral. Right. Or the vampiric era of DNES days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, or it could like I don't know. Uh, this game doesn't seem. It seems built more for you to be on the same level at the same same room at the same time. But I mean, hypothetically, if it was a slightly larger place. Uh, I'm trying. I'm just thinking like multi- split screen style. I don't know if it, it would work for this. Probably not. No, I wouldn't bother with that. Yeah, I just just do it one stage. All in the same room, especially on hard mode, because it right. gets real yeah. real fast. For, for the bullet hell, yeah. Yeah, I think having multiple people there would be fun. I I would worry about the room size a little bit. The room sizes are really tiny in this and cramped. Yeah. Right. Um, and a lot of times you're really, it's really kind of tricky to navigate them. Um when there are a ton of bullets coming at you and planning ahead of where you're going to go. And I think that works for one player. I think it it helps add to the gameplay, but I'm not sure. Yeah. For two, I'd want 
for two, as a level designer, I'd want people to spread out more, and I think that would be better than having you two cramped up on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it'd be fun. Maybe for the bullet hell parts, but for the main levels, yeah, they were. It it would it would definitely need to be harder, of course. Yeah, yeah, and I think the hard mode would be good for it. I think it would actually be the right difficulty for two people because it was too hard for me for just one. Yeah. Um. There's also a random mode. I didn't play a lot of it, but with randomly generated levels, um, and that seemed good enough. I don't know. I had no complaints against it. <laughs> as, as, just, a, as a I was man, more interested in the in the pre-made mode, so I just don't play it as much. Mm-hmm. But I, I might go back and play it. As a man familiar with uh, generating randomly generated levels, uh, you you approved of the work. It I approved, seemed. and um, they seem to have enough variety. I mean, it's a really simple. Uh, the one benefit, one real benefit of having this minimalistic aesthetic is that the level generation is really easy. Mm. Relatively. And he has good levels, and they work, and they're pretty nice. I didn't have any like crazy issues like trapped or <laughs> uh, got killed right away kind of things. They all seem like pretty standard levels that he could have made himself, and I wouldn't have known the difference. So, it was good. Were there a lot of puzzles? Were there any puzzles kind of thing? Or is it mostly just shooting to get doors open? So there's exploration. So you get a weapon later on that I guess you didn't get that's... um, I forget how it's described. Uh, Either a knife or a... It's sort of like you charge up your gun and when you let go of the button, it shoots a really close attack. Like a melee kind of attack right in in the square in front of you, more or less. Mm. And that will cut open the sandy-looking tiles. And later on, these tiles that are called pipes, they look um, mechanical. And so there's a little bit of puzzling, cutting, like finding ways, going backtracking and finding different passages through rooms you've already been in. And there's also a, a little bit of puzzles. There are some rooms where there are blocks that move. And so navigating these moving blocks without getting squished is kind of a puzzle mechanic. There are only a few of those in the game. It's not a major thing. There's also, right at the end of the game, there are some security systems where you try not to set off basically a spotlight that moves around the room um, and just kind of sneak through. Okay, Um, that's cool. Which is a slightly different mechanic, which I liked. Um... The other thing I would consider changing is if the rooms were a bit bigger, I think this game would be really interesting with an inertial jetpack versus a completely physicsless jetpack that's akin to walking, which is the case right now. Mm-hmm. I think having like a real physical jetpack would be fun. I, there's a game called... I looked this up today. I'm going to screw this one up. I might have to pass on this one. <laughs> Elite Skirmish? I don't know. Uh, skirmish. No, it's not any of this. I'm Googling. You should talk, Mark, while I Google. I think uh, one one thing also is... It, this is a fun... Uh, uh, I guess you'd say indie game, of course. You know, a hobby game. Uh... Not sure if it's uh, how marketable it is these, these days. 
Uh, I don't know. Would you pay spend two dollars on it? I would spend. $2? I would spend ten dollars on it. Ten dollars, really? Yeah. It's a lot of games you could get for ten dollars. I don't know. It's it's good. I mean, I spent like I probably played it for like ten hours. Oh well, then that's not bad. Yeah. Get given. Yeah. Okay. What about on a mobile interface? Would you want to see that? See this game on on a, like an iPhone or something? Because it, it seems because it harkens back to the Game Boy days. Yeah, I think I think you need a controller for this guy. Mm. It just demands that precision. I pl- I played it with my Logitech gamepad, and it was definitely hard enough. Of that yeah, and it, I mean it worked with that. I, I I would worry the iPhone couldn't handle it. Maybe maybe a controller with. Um, you made me a phone with a controller could do it. I don't know. I haven't mm. had much right, right. luck with those. Uh, I can't find this game, so I guess we'll just move on. <laughs> Elite. Elite is the classic jetpack exploration game that I never played. Oh, well, no, no, that's not true. Elite's a space sim. We'll, we'll put <sighs> I'm a, so close. We'll talk I mean, about I'll that. I'll one day and put it on the, put it on the link. Um, oh, well. Keep an eye out on on our on uh, kindofprettyart.com for a link to whatever this game Matt's trying to say out loud. Yeah, right. Uh, sorry, um, sorry, person who made that game. We don't know. Yeah, it's from the '80s anyway. He's probably listening right now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, moving on. Do you have anything else to say about HeroCore? Seems fun. Didn't really play it much. I look forward to playing uh, finishing it later. Oh, so let's let's move on right now uh and talk about what we're playing next week cuz I think that's a good comparison. Will will be a good comparison. The, the one we're supposed to play this week. Right. I don't know if we mentioned that. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so so for next week we'll be playing Phenomenon 32, which is by Jonas Karatsis. Um it is very similar to this black and white graphics exploration game, but it's different in a lot of ways too. So I think it'll make a good comparison piece. It's actually kind of funny because I meant to pick that. I saw I saw Phenomenon 32 in a blog post or something months and months ago, and when I was looking for something for this week's podcast, I found HeroCore and thought it was that because they were released about the same time <laughs> with exploration games in space, so... Well, kind of in space for Phenomenon. Um, so, next week is Phenomenon 32 by Jonas Karatsis, and uh, definitely try it. It's it's fun, and I, I've been playing it a little bit. Um, so we'll talk about that then and do uh, a, more of a formal comparison of this and that, because I think that'll be really fascinating. It'll be interesting to having played this one, yeah. Yeah. I think I think it really is, and I think there's a lot each of these games could learn from the other. <laughs> so, that'll be um, interesting. I haven't played f- uh, the phenomenon. 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 Thirty-two. 32. Uh, it's cool. So let's uh, move on but, to the next segment, I guess. Yeah. So we're starting a new segment this week. This is called Pitch Black, where one of us pitches a game to the other one, and then we comment. 
So I'll be pitching this week. So um, let me get my critical notepad out. Yeah, get out, get out your notes. I'm gonna draw a nice little skull and crossbones here. So for this week, I decided to design, or at least try to design, a exploration game. Kind of barring some hero core stuff and some stuff I thought of while I was playing HeroCore, especially the inertial jetpack, because I think that's a really f- would be a really fun mechanic for an uh, exploration metroidvania type of game. So this game is called Xenonaturalist. Like I said, it's a jetpack exploration game. And so you're a guy who's sent into this planet who's an expert in alien biology. The, the planet's full of aliens that are not necessarily hostile but some are and so you're sent there because you're probably the safest choice you're an expert in this you're sent in you have all all of your items right away you have a jetpack you have weapons you have a tranquilizer darts you have everything you can think of um for those active plants yep well not plants animals oh animals animals not like not like alien aliens but like alien animals hmm that you need to study. So so while you play the game, you're sent there because they've detected, the people who have sent you have detected alien artifacts on the planet, right? So as the game progresses, you're exploring this planet, and you come to start to understand the biology on the planet, and you have to kind of figure out the ecosystem a little bit while you play to figure out some puzzles to get ahead. Um, Metroid did a little bit of this in some places in a very limited way. This will have more of that. Um, when you find the alien artifacts, it becomes apparent that you can do one of three things with it. You can just ping it, ping the location up to the to the mothership, and they could take it. Points, cha-ching. Right, points. Or you can incorporate it into your suit. And get a power up, right? Mm. Or it becomes apparent to you that you can somehow have the planet's DNA go into you, kind of in an avatar ripoff style, um, where you lose one of your abilities but gain a different ability. And so if you go through the game making these choices, and if you choose all the time, the the interesting choice and the, the good ending, per se, is to... Become the become an alien creature, and but, then at the end, sorry. what's that noise? Uh, is it a strong noise? <laughs> no, I it's a, there's like a weird like alien noise coming from your your end. Um, I'm just so excited about your game. I'm yeah, just, you've made the sound I'm, effects already. I'm breathing hard in an alien yeah. kind of way. So as you become an alien, you encounter the final alien artifact. Which is really why you find out that you were sent there, and so you find out if you send this back, spoiler it's alert, about the whole planet, it's going to kill all the creatures, which you've become maybe, oh. or you can fully become a creature and activate this artifact, and that's going to unleash enough energy to move the planet completely across the, the galaxy, so it can never be found, or you can incorporate this artifact into your suit 
and become basically a godlike being. <laughs> well, that, that's the good ending, right? That's well, <laughs> becoming whatever god. You want. I'm not making moral judgments. Here. <laughs> so that's Zeno Naturalist by Matthew Fisher. That's an. So, but I really like you know what what I think is really fun about this would be the inertial jetpack. I'm just all about that right now. You just and want, I think you could just replace that with wings, and it's kind of like an inertial jetpack, except you have to tap a button to make it work. Is this a, a and this is a you're on a planet, so there's gravity, right? There's gravity in this, yeah. Was there gravity in Hero Core? I don't remember. I don't think there was. Uh, right? There may have been, but you had a jetpack, right? So. Right. It didn't. Matter. <laughs> yeah. You were, just, you were just flying in place. Yes. Yeah. It was uh, a magic jetpack. It was magic. Uh, what What about um? What What are you thinking of for like the uh, looks of it of this? Um, I I just go. I what about? Some... Let's go with era. What What era of the uh, NES are we talking about? Like late era NES. Oh, okay. Like you know, the the golden age of pixel art. Gotcha. Gotcha. But my style, where I don't actually. <laughs> myself to palettes because you know yeah, you don't need to do palette swapping yeah I so you you so when you become more like this creature I guess the jetpack will kind of like be you're less important you're gonna ability every time you take one right and it's gonna be weaker I want that to be a key I want you to lose power while you play because most of these you gain power while you play uh huh and you but I think like it's going to be safer as you're a creature. I think not as many guys are going to attack you. And some hazards won't be hazardous anymore. But you like still you be, like, be, flying around, right? Yeah, I think you'll get wings early on. I think it's key oh, okay. to be able to fly in some way in this. And I think... Like, <laughs> yeah, say, like... <laughs> say a hazard is, like, a water current that's really strong and pulls you down and traps you and suffocates you. Maybe you'll get, like, frog legs and, you know, just swim. And uh, are, is the jetpack, is that like one of the abilities you would lose? Yes, you okay. trade that for wings. Right, right. Or frog legs or something. Well, I mean, you can have both. You're an alien. What about a situation like this where I don't really know what your levels would look like? When when, when we talk about levels, we're not talking about this kind of like like hero core where you're going up, down, uh, left, or right at I any point totally, in time. I would totally go with the hero core system. Oh, okay. Because so I think it's just easier to do. What's I the? Are you a, in a? You're like in a forest, or uh, caves and and the surface. Okay. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Yeah. So I could see. A, I could see one level or or one whatever. Is this divided into rooms? Like divided into rooms and zones. I think I'd make the rooms a bit bigger than Eurocore because I think <laughs> once you have a real jetpack. What about something where like would you do? those kind of things where you have an ability that you'll use for a little bit, but then, like, trade it back for wings. Like, you mentioned frog legs. Maybe it's, like, a pool that's, like, three, that's kind of, like, uh, a couple zones large, but that's not really, you know, the end of all, end of the world. You you kind of are going to want to go back up. Would you do something like that? If you, Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe you can go down to a pool grab some frog legs, swim around for a couple levels, but then you come back up and, oh, hey, here are some wings you can grab. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, I want you to get them all. Mm. If you go that way. I want you to really lose your humanity and become part of this ecosystem yourself. 
each time so each what about so each time you lose do you start out fully human each you time you gain fully a, human and fully equipped each time you gain an ability you lose an ability but right. do you become but you keep losing your humanity right like right hmm. how 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 might this be expressed in game like visually like the uh, con- like maybe the first time you get an item you lose a little bit of humanity right but by the time you've swapped like five things like like i'm thinking sort of like bioshock that was the game right where you go into the underground undersea uh, yeah. world and he gains i sort of i sort of think of that when you mention this you gain a plasmids right. you, and you, you get become the plasmids more of a, that rewrite your dna and yeah that. you become you more, really more lose crazy humanity in that some would argue depending which route you went bum 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 well i never went the evil route i never I'm played the game <laughs> um but would you would you so lose be, humanity throughout the game, or it's sort of like, oh, I picked up my first wings. I'm, I'm a. I think I think it could be even just expressed, not outwardly. Just let the player figure that out. But even as you lose your humanity, so you still have the same goals as when you start out. Or maybe your goal has changed. Maybe mm. I don't tell you. Mm. Your goal is to change more. Mm. Whatever goal the player wants is fine. Right. Right. Huh. Are you? Would you? Uh, I don't remember. If I you want, mentioned this. I would, fight, want fight back against. Tell you what to do. I want the. I oh, want okay. the people who send you there to tell you what to do. So they and won't become your enemy at the end, right? Or do yeah, they? I mean they're gonna be like, "Don't do that! Stop! <laughs> stop! Stop!" You know? Oh, that's interesting. We have your family. We we love you. Here, <laughs> talk to your family. God damn it! Well, I don't want to pressure them. I don't <laughs> pressure the player into changing his mind, but. Yeah, whatever. What about destroying humanity? Is that on the table? No. Okay. This is about finding a society that loves you. What? No. How? How are the uh, enemies gonna fight you? Is this uh? They will be shooting stuff at you, or? Yeah, I mean, sure. I haven't really thought that they're. They can shoot stuff at you. I think it works nicely. I mean, most. If games have taught us anything, you. it's that most anything can project anything. Right. Or walk into you. Walking into you is perfectly acceptable yeah, that's flying around yeah stuff on the ground are there like what's the hard bad guys are those uh like humanoid things or or smart creature are there like smart sentient beings here at all i don't think so i think just just animals is like animals a, is like an a halo kind of thing all no the create well in the sense that the creators are gone or there were no creators i guess it's just a forest right I mean, they're alien artifacts. You don't know. What oh, right, right. Um, right. Oh, uh, sounds interesting. Like the name. Yeah, Google's pretty good. <laughs> that's an important part of this. Um, yeah. So that's my pitch. Um, tune in next week for Phenomenon Thirty Two. And I'll try and pitch a game next week. Yeah. I don't know what that game is, but uh, I have a week. Yeah, and play Phenomenon 32 because it's pretty cool and weird. I like it. Well, this was a success, wouldn't you say? Yes. See you next week. See you next week.